0: hello welcome to my podcast my name is Elle and today we're going to be talking about fear versus love and how that impacts you how it can impact a crowd and really what these two intense emotions mean because when you really look into it it's so profound so if you're still interested definitely keep listening Question for today is, would you rather be feared or loved? This question came up actually when I was in like a debate slash argument with one of my friends, and she said i'd rather be feared than loved, and I had my own opinion, obviously, and we sort of just talked about it, and it was really interesting to see um, everyone else's point of view from the question, and I think this question is important because. When you meet anyone, or even a group of people, you can leave so many impacts on them. And, I mean, mostly, I'd say you could leave one of two, or a combine of both, and that's fear or love. Um, Because, in my opinion, every single emotion stems from love and fear. Like, with fear comes disgust, and repulsion, and disdain, and anger. Those are things that are synonymous to one another. And with love comes comfort and relaxation and happiness. So when you really think about it, most emotions stem from the two strongest emotions, which are fear and love now in order to answer this question and give my overall opinion on everything that i'm talking about i'm going to go over the textbook definitions of fear and love and i know everyone may already know what fear and love is i mean we all know by the things that we experience and obviously the things that we consume but i just want to address it so fear the textbook definition of it is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or a threat. So, when I think of people or characters in fiction or even in real life that have evoked fear from people, um, would be people like Hitler or, you know, something on the lighter end, I guess, would be a mean girl trope and teenage movies where there's like a popular girl who is mean and everyone's afraid of her um or even political leaders right now you know and I feel like with people that evoke fear the reason why they're so feared is because they possess something people are afraid of the power and the influence that these people have which gives them a sense of respect and relevance essentially resulting to fear and respect and relevance equals power so what people are afraid of is the power that these people have and they evoke that by instilling fear in the masses and when you have a lot of when you have the power of instilling fear in someone because of the power that you possess um People are, of course, afraid of this, but they're also drawn to it. And this is because a lot of people are weak-willed and a lot of people are, people in general, are narcissists. Um, We gravitate towards things that are familiar with us or that remind us of ourselves, whether that be in a positive way or a negative way. Um, This can be taken That statement that I just made could be taken a lot of different ways. But let me explain. So I'll go with the lighter trope, the mean girl trope, you know, and teenage movies where there is always a popular girl who is feared, but at the same time, everyone sort of likes that about her. It's because she is the embodiment of what I guess kids of her school would like to be. She's usually confident. She's usually rich in some way or aspect. Um, She's usually attractive and she usually gets whatever she wants. And then she usually has the ambition and drive to get what she wants also. And in some sick, twisted way, she's also rude and disrespectful and will go to the absolute depths and lengths to get whatever she likes and a lot of people aren't like that a lot of people don't listen to their intuition don't go by their own word a lot of people are driven by other people and a lot of people don't listen to themselves so when you have someone like that running the school and doing whatever she likes a lot of people both admire and envy that it's a mix of emotions because she's She's basically what other people want, but for some sick reason, they can't get it because of their own free will and intuition, I guess. And I think a lot of people um, really don't take into consideration the fact that everyone has a darker aspect of their personality. Whether you'd like to believe it or not, there's always a dark side to everyone. There's... Something inside of everyone that they've either tried to repress because it was once invoked or they tried to put down a side of their personality that would be frowned upon in society. And so when you have a person that embodies all of those qualities and brings it out, a lot of people in sick, twisted ways both envy that and resent it at the same time which is why powerful leaders rise up um, why they're um, able to manipulate the masses so easily it's because a lot of people lack self-awareness and they aren't really aware of their own thoughts and their own personalities and they're not aware of themselves and their own minds they're sort of going with the flow of things and it's really easy to manipulate a crowd when you're more self-aware than other people and you're trying to evoke emotions out of someone because remember people are narcissists so if you can remind them of themselves in any type of way you can manipulate anyone and that's the scary thing but also with fear comes aloneness um i feel like if you are feared the second you try and to appear loving or maybe even goofy in some sort people won't take you seriously anymore because essentially you're some sick twisted role model of course so it's hard to also show that softer side of your personality so there's pros and cons to being feared um, by whoever you're trying to instill that in, so I think that's that's my own opinion, and that's something that I've thought of myself. Oh, I also wanted to add that as long as you are feared and you possess power, you always have to remember that power can be taken away. so if you have something that can be taken away sooner or later, you are bound to fall because When you look back in history, um, no greatest dictator or even in movies like the villain, none of them ever sustain that um, title. Someone always ends up falling. There's always a fatal flaw in their plan eventually. So essentially, if you are feared that will eventually be taken away from you, the power in which you possess. Because all fear is, is obtaining a sense of power and influencing a group of people. But if someone has the ability to take that away from you, then you are no longer feared. So now that I've talked about fear, I am going to speak about love. Now, the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection or attachment to someone or something. You could say that that could also, you could argue that that also is fear because fear is an intense feeling. Um, and fear holds attachment to things or people. But with love, there's a difference because when someone is loved, the reason that they're loved is because they make other people feel good also. You can't want to be loved and not treat people a certain way you know if you usually people who are loved have um made people feel good in some certain way or aspect um that's what I'm talking about when I say that people are narcissists because people like people that remind them of themselves so when you look at people that have always been loved like let's say Marilyn Monroe or even Marvel movies, or things that bring people joy, it's quite easy to understand why people might love them. Or even Star Wars or Harry Potter. These aren't things, they're not movements, they're communities. Um, With love comes community also. Like celebrities like uh, Ariana Grande, she's left a significant mark on people because of... The sense of togetherness you feel when you're a part of that certain community this is why people like bands this is why people like movies this is why people like books because people want to escape the feeling of being alone and left out and so when you provide something that makes people feel like they're a part of something and that they mean something to other people people are essentially drawn to it and are bound to fall in love with it You know, this is why you have religion. This is why people worship other people. It's because they evoke these intense feelings of joy and happiness and inclusion. That maybe that they aren't alone. That there's other people like them. That they mean something. And that is why people are loved. People either love what's familiar to them or how great something or someone makes them feel. People can be so obsessed with the fantasy of love and romanticize it, overriding the truth of everything. And so, if you're looking to be a person that wants to be loved, you have to make fe- you have to make people feel like they're a part of something. You have to make a community, of movement. I mean, look at Megan Thee Stallion. Um, she made that one song, "Hot Girl Summer," and. She tweeted something about it, and now it's a movement. And people love her because of the movement that she created. And in a way, it gave women empowerment. I mean, look at the feminist movement. It empowers women. Women love that because everyone loves to be empowered in some type of way. And so, of course, there's going to be a community surrounding that, essentially. I mean, love... It's really interesting what it does to people because I think it's the most innocent emotion but it could be taken so many different ways according to who you are, what you believe, and what you're trying to do. But love also has its downsides because when you look at celebrities, they are loved also. And I'm not just talking about movie stars. I'm talking about Instagram influencers. I'm talking about um authors i'm talking about athletes movie producers even you can even be a celebrity in your own reality and i mean that by saying you could be a celebrity at your college someone something looks up to that's all a celebrity is so you could be a celebrity in your own life you could be the celebrity of your school you could be the celebrity of your job i a like um I mean, not IA, I meant etc. cetera. Um, you could be like employee of the month. You could be a really valued manager of a business. You could be someone who is valued in your community. Being a celebrity just means that you are valued by other people because of something that you've done or something that you've done that has empowered someone else. There are downsides to this because usually people who are loved, um, they live up to impossible standards. Like, they always have to set the perfect example. They can never have the humanitarian excuse of slipping up. Um, I always think it's interesting when there's a scandal with, like, a celebrity, or someone catches a video of, like, a celebrity doing something wrong, and you have this cancel culture and herd mentality and everyone's like, oh, this person is canceled because they did this or that. And I think that comes from the fact that if when you are loved and when you are a celebrity and when you are admired, people hold you up on a pedestal and people often view you as someone who can do no wrong. So it's like when you are a human and you do mess up, then it's this huge and big thing. And also, I'm not talking about um, when celebrities are racist or homophobic, um, I personally do not like those two things, and I'm not saying that if a celebrity is copying these two things, then you should forgive them, because in my opinion, those are things, there are certain things that are unexcusable, like sexual assault, rape, and other things like that, so in no way am I saying if a person is exposed for doing or embodying these things that they should be forgiven because that's not what I'm saying I'm saying like simple slip-ups like there's so many examples you know on the internet and it's like when you're loved you're not really seen as a human who is allowed to make simple mistakes and that could be the con of being loved also suffocation people feel so entitled to who you are um you get stalkers, you get people who are obsessed with you, who want to look like you and be you and embody you because of how in love that they are with you. And they love you because of how you make them feel. And I think that can be super problematic in the long run. Um, I, I think really... Um, a list celebrities can't even go outside because of the suffocation of their fans like if you think about it like Beyonce or even Billie Eilish I remember watching some video on YouTube a long time ago about this girl who dressed up as if she were Billie Eilish and then she went to the mall and almost instantly a crowd I mean tens of thousands of people started to follow her and chase after her and then she posted that video on Instagram, not on Instagram, but on YouTube. And then the real Billy Eilish, she commented under the photo something like, now you know what it's like to be me. And I'm like, wow, that is so deep. Like, imagine you walk out of your house and you can't even go to the store because people are so in love of the romanticized version version of yourself that you've presented to the world. Like, imagine not even being able to enjoy your life because of the masses of people that don't give you space like i don't know that's just something that i think about when i think about the concept of being loved because yes i would rather not be feared but i also wouldn't want to be loved to a certain extent because people, a lot of people, remember, are ruled by their emotions and lack self-awareness, and they act often on their emotions as opposed to the other way around. So I think that's something interesting to also think about. So now that I've gone over my own definitions and concepts of fear versus love, I'm now going to talk about how both ties into how you're perceived as a person and how both emotions um, are there for you to use To get what you want and how you need a balance of both if you want to be respected in this world and as a person so too much love equals suffocation plus unlivable standards and isolation due to the uncomfort of being unavailable or unable to live your life the way that you want it to be lived and too much fear obviously evokes hate loneliness and of course isolation So, both of too much extremities of the spectrum of love and hate lead to loneliness. So, essentially, we as people have to learn how to balance the both of them. And I think between the scale of love and hate, you'd want to be more on the love side than the hate side. Because power is great, but it's awful when you don't have anyone to share the power with. So, would you rather mix pleasure with pain? Or would you rather be loved? but starve others of your existence, essentially always leaving them wanting more of you because of the emotions that you evoke out of them. So the question isn't really, would you rather be feared or loved? The real question is, what impact would you like to leave on other people? Would you want to leave someone feeling better about themselves? Or would you want someone to end up feeling scared of you? in a way like oh watch out i'm gonna respect her because i'm afraid of what she can do or would you like someone to say oh wow i love how this person made me feel i'm going to keep contact with this person because of how admired she or he is and because of how together that their life seems would you rather be a role model full of love or a dictator full of hate The scales are pretty black and white, but there's always gray areas of the qualities and physical embodiments of what you'd like to be. So basically, in conclusion, I just wanted to address this question because it brought up a lot of heated discussions between my friends and I, and I think it's a really great debate topic when you have enough people on both opposing sides. And some books that really go into depth about this topic or really expand on this concept even more are books by um Robert Green like The Art of Seduction obviously, The 48 Laws of Power, The 48 Laws or not The 48 Laws but The Laws of Human Nature um or any books that go over like um powerful leaders or how to like influence people, manipulate people. I feel like all of these books go down to the same essential question of fear versus love and which side of the spectrum of that are you on and how you can use both of those things or maybe one of the sides of those things to influence or either manipulate other people. And I feel it's very important to learn these skills or at least read a chapter of each of these books or do research on it because these are things that come up in everyday life and if you aren't enlightened on them or if you aren't educated about them you give other people the power to control you. Uh, When you're not aware of the tactics and the manipulation skills that Even advertisements evoke out of people, um, it can leave you in a really dark place. Just, if you remember anything of this podcast, always remember that people are narcissists. They like things and people that remind them of themselves. And most people are ruled by their emotions. Meaning, if you can bring out emotions in a certain group of people or even one person, then that person really is under your own control. Because when a person is unaware of how their own mind works, or unaware of how their own emotions are, or where their emotions even come from, then you can really manipulate people and impact them. And when I say manipulate, I don't necessarily mean in a negative way. You can always positively manipulate people, because there's also a lot of people that lack guidance, and need that. So that's going to be the end of my podcast, and I hope you liked it. Um, Thank you for listening.